swinging free kick and a chance here for Kelly. He scored! David Kelly! Trackman a level against all the odds! Jennings. There's the kick. Scoreboards! This is Buxton, away from Backinson, this is Pringle, now Caprice, Caprice with the cross, the header, it's in, it's Connor Jennings! Tramere Rovers, who's double dip, led to their world caving in, could be getting back to where they were in double quick time. Right then, right then, right then. It's been a while, folks. Uh, nearly three months, but we are back once again. This is Tramia, the 100% unofficial Tramia podcast. We were once official, but we were such rogues that um, the the club couldn't handle us. We were thrown out, like Ian Sharps, released without a single statement. This is Tramia. At this is Tramia on Twitter. Uh, my name is Matt Hibbert, at Matt Hibbert on Twitter, um, host of this show with the illustrious podcast panel. Introduce yourselves. Oh, Jesus Christ, what a shambles already. <laughs> so uh, The boys are back in town. <laughs> the former official um, communications assistant. Uh, the, it's been a while. The unofficial, official, unofficial voice. That'll do. <laughs> it's one of them. It was one of them, wasn't it? I think you were the official, unofficial voice. That's what we christened, yeah. Okay, but now I'm the unofficial, official, unofficial voice. Well, who's the official? Unofficial. Thanks to Paul. <laughs> no, thanks to Paul. Just found out as well before this that um, due to the Forest Green playoff final defeat, it was Paul's fault because he went on the pitch before the game and did a ancient Indian voodoo ritual. Yeah. Thanks again, Paul. Yeah, that's what I no said. Worries, any, anytime. Just add that to the um, laundry list of reasons to hate Paul Harper, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to get a new whiteboard to fit it on, Paul. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll invest Trask's money into that. Yeah, well we need to get onto them. I need a I need a new conservatory at my mum's, so we'll speak about that later. But um yeah, so the last time we spoke, had Mickey left? I it's got it's been that long. Mickey had just left, hadn't he? Had he? No, I don't think so. No, well, think something oh we've just been we just been relegated, haven't we? It was um fifteenth the fifteenth of June we last spoke, which I think we had just just been um, well, demoted by all our friends at the, in the League One. Yeah. Oh, poor, yeah. poor fruit froze there for a bit. So, um, oh, sorry. there's quite a lot to talk. There's quite a lot to talk about, really, isn't there? So, I, like, I went on the. Um, I think Paul, you did you do a Dundee United podcast as well? I went and did the, the Dode Fox um, podcast talking about Mickey because. I think... Yeah, some Scottish dude did for me. Yeah, mo- most of us... No idea who he was, though. I'd say 99% of us are Tramia fans. I said this on their pod. Um, wish him well. Do you know what? Like, everything he did for us, like, 
the best since Kingy. And for a lot, I was thinking about this the other day that for a large majority of the fan base, um, even me, and I was born in 84, I was a little bit too young to remember the, the Kingy days, especially coming through from the fourth to the third to the, um, the what is now the championship. I remember as, like, just about remember the Bolton game and then pushing for the, the Prem in the playoffs. But we never, you know, we still never won anything really. Obviously, the, the playoff final against Bolton. So, for for a large majority of the fan base, the Mickey Mellon era is the greatest time of our of our lives and our support. And we, we've never known anything like it ever. Um, but certainly, two consecutive promotions. Even Kingy never managed to do that, did he? So, no, close. they truly were like the greatest. Like I don't think we, when we were living them, I don't think we really appreciated just how mad the times were that we were you know we, and we had such a it was such a good side and I was I like looked at the squad I watched like the um, it was the Preston preseason game and I was just like I, I don't know if anyone else has felt like this I don't want to start off on the downer but just a bit like there's not many Scott, no, Scotty Davis has left Manny's there but like I, I didn't know who some of the players were I wasn't sure like is that McDonald on the left or is that um, what's, I don't even know his name um, he was the right back the other two O'Connor, is it? Yeah, it was like, which one's O'Connor and which one's McDonald? I've just felt a bit detached from it all this summer. And football without fans, I'll probably get yeah. into that later. But like, there's just, I haven't, I think I've seen one half decent game. And that was Sassarulo versus Juventus, which finished three all. Um, just all, and it, I always felt like maybe it's because I haven't seen my team play. Maybe once I'm starting to see us play again. But even then, it's just, it's just terrible. It's not the same, is it? Like, so. To start off on a, a bit of a negative foot there, that, that's just my thoughts on um, f- football behind closed doors, but we can probably get into that later. So w- what what are your thoughts on the last couple of months and um, Mickey going and, and Jacko coming in, really? Oh, yeah, like, just quickly, just to come back to what you were saying there, it does, I, I feel the exact same. I was thinking, when we said we were going to do this part, I was thinking about it and the whole behind closed doors and all the messing around with the start dates of the season and like a lot I know a lot of fans don't care about going to pre-season games anyway but I like to try and go to one or two or three just to see like the new lads we coming in especially this year where there's been a lot of chopping and changing with managers and players and whatnot like it would have been nice to, and but now we're, we're actually starting the season we still can't go to the games and as you say, I know you can get on iFollow, but it's not the same. And you sort of do feel completely oh, apart from the club. Completely detached, it, isn't it? You're just completely yeah, detached yeah. from everything. It, it makes you wonder how, like, uh, how fans, like long distance fans or fans who support clubs where they can't always get tickets for the game. I'd really struggle with that. Any group of fans in particular? Six months, Jake. That you're thinking of there when you're talking about people who watch the team in the pub or on the telly at home. Any any particular group of fans <laughs> spring to mind? No, I'm, I'm not. You know what? I could dig people out, but I'm not going <laughs> to dig people out. But um, and even like, do you know what? I think it shows it as a as a credit because it's not glorious and to like we're like the south the, the southern exile groups for Tramian and things like. They can only really have I follow. I know a lot of them get the half season tickets and things where they can come up for X amounts of games. But I would genuinely really struggle, I think, not being able to go every week. Yeah, I think it's for a lot of people we found. Me and like my mates who will go to the games, 
probably I'd say a peak there's probably about ten of us, but there's like a core of you about four or five who six. And like we've it's more been the fact that it's the routine of every other Saturday. Excuse me. Yeah, it's it is just like routine. It's like what a tra- like at the start of the week. It's like, who are Tramia playing this week? Oh, Tuesday night at home, Saturday at home. Yeah. All right, Sam. Well, they, they, there's my plans for them two days sorted. Yeah, exactly. It's now weird, it's isn't like, it? You're almost less interested in who Tramia are playing because, regardless, you're not there. You're not going. No, there's home no. Away. And that's it. It's that detachment, isn't it? Of there's no. Um, oh, I got a. Uh, Got Bradford away on the weekend. I'll drive. Like, yeah, you know, he wants to jump in mine. Oh, I'm going. The six of us want to go. Well, I'll tell you what. We'd have to take two car loads. And it's just there's no. Um, it's and especially you know, it's not. And it's still. I know that the, it's not quite still lockdown, lockdown. But it's not like you can go come round to ours and watch the game. Still, is it really? You can't all pile around to one person's house and, and watch yeah. it at theirs. It's there's a real like just. I just. I, f- I still feel like. Did, did the season have to finish? Did, did, did we? Why is the season have to happen? Like, does it really? Does all this have to happen? Like, obviously, there's financial reasons and stuff, but like, it's just. I just honestly think the football with no fans, it's just showing that. And the Premier League, obviously, all these people were pushing for. Oh, do you want a European Super League and stuff? Well, think about the fans. Like, if there was a European Super League, every single away game, you'd be less games for a start, and then every away, you've got, it's a plane journey to bloody Bayern Munich or Barcelona or Real Madrid. Just think about the, the, the fans, like, a proper game, I don't know about you, but like, I love like a Tuesday night away at like Scunthorpe or something like that, you know, in November, yeah. freezing cold, under the lights, you, you go some dodge, yeah, I've done it, I've done, <laughs> I was there, that infamous, the, the 3-1 win when we were top of League One, which was like, there was about 300 of us there, and everyone who's there still says, like, that's one of the best aways of all time, when we beat them 3-1. Um, yeah, just, but you're still in Scunthorpe. Yeah, yeah, well, I was supposed to, we, I was talking to, like, I was possibly going to have to go and pick up some barrels from Scunthorpe in a van um, for Barbar to use, but then they were like, he went, like, me mate, the GMJ, was like, you've been to Scunthorpe? I went, yeah, several times, and trust me, you want to get out as soon as you can. So we scrapped that, but... um yeah, it's just real. I mean, Paul, how, how do you feel about it? Because you've been, you've gone through like same as me. You've gone through a house move during all this, um, and now you, you technically are. You know, you're in um, Greater Manchester, aren't you? So like an, an hour away from getting to every home game. Whereas before, you could you, you could walk pretty it. Pretty much like you said. Like, there's a complete detachment, really. I mean, I've I've kept an eye on like Twitter and stuff, but I've not really followed what's been going on. Um, obviously. A fair few players have come in through the door. I, I couldn't tell you half the names, probably. Um, yeah, it's just they've been playing games, but we've not been able to see them, so it's as if they're not happening anyway. So it's just exactly what you were saying. Like um, You just feel totally detached from it all. And, I've, and as much as this I follow stuff is like, you know, giving you an opportunity to to watch the game, as as Jake said, it's not the not the same, especially when you're watching it on a phone or a, or a tablet or something where you've not got a big screen. Um, and I believe that season ticket holders only get home games on the season ticket to watch yeah. on online, I, which is a bit shit. I think. I mean, yeah, you can't could be better than that. But anyway, that's uh, maybe a rant for another time. Yeah, but what I'll say is well, this: uh, off the record, right? Where there's a will, there's a way. There's always a way to watch a Tramia game. Trust me. Saying that, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't watch Saturday's game. I, I haven't got. I don't know about you too. Like, I haven't got a season ticket this season. Um, 
it, uh, obviously, like, I'm out of work and whatnot, but we'll probably touch on all that sort of stuff later. But I just, me and a couple of the lads were just, I was like, I can't warrant dropping 350 quid or 340 quid, whatever it is, right now. And I know that it's about, I'd be able to watch the games on iFollow and stuff, and it's about putting money into the club, but like, I just felt like, it feels bad that like, I was like, I have to literally, I'd rather pay my own bills first than, you know, as much as I, I love this football club, and I, like all of us put, I think I worked out once, and I, when I went on that rant a few years ago, how much of my own money I'd actually spent on this club, which was like a disgrace. And nearly me, I was like, it surprised even me. But I just like I can't. Yeah, my missus is listening here. Let's let's not discuss those. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so I, I I'm not a season ticket holder, so it's and that's the first year I've not had a season ticket in. But I just felt like I'm not going to be able to go to get. And even even the thought of going the game when you're know, in limited numbers, you're not. Gonna, it's not going to be the same. You won't be able to sit next to your friends. You have to sit scattered about. I don't know about you, but part of the fun is like sitting behind my mate and like putting like a sweet wrapper in his hood or you know putting an empty bottle of coke in his hood or just you know, just like kneeing him in the back or you know just like being annoying and just being with your mates and like you know being like basically like the back of the school bus isn't it just like messing about and like we're not even gonna be able to do that and then the atmosphere would you know say there's two thousand people in the ground all spaced out it'd be different if you could get us all you know crammed in i'm just like really down on this whole football in the pandemic concept like even with limited crowd i just think it's just it's just depressing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. And like not even just like your immediate friends and people you go with. Like there's a there's a fella, um well it's the, we sit in the same spot every week. It's me, and my mate and his dad, and then like if any more friends come it's them. And we'll sit in the same same seats every week or same area. Yeah. But there's another like there's two fellas and then there's a fella and his kids and another two fellas on the right of us who are all also sit in the exact same places, but we get talking then throughout the game. Yeah, you probably so you probably don't know the names, like and they don't know, know even your though name. you come with them and you don't know them really. There's like ten of us then going to watch the game. Yeah, and obviously, certainly social distancing. I wouldn't be go. You wouldn't be able to be anywhere near them. It's just again, like without banging on about this point, it's just completely like ruined what football is all about for like. You know the proper fans of proper clubs, and like I'm not just singling out like lower league. You know the prem fans, the big clubs. There's fans there, and like it's not. It's become quite apparent that like it's so important for people's mental health and just getting out to the game with your friends, or even do you know what? There's probably people who go on their own for, for one reason or another. But like you say, once you're in the game and you sit there, and there's people that you sit in and around, yeah. And you get speaking to them, and it's such a release of. Like, it, it sounds mad, doesn't it? Like, but going the game and shouting and hailing abuse at the ref who's just trying to do his job. Opposi- opposition striker who you got no idea what his name was before the game, but you end the game and you're like, I hate him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get his Twitter and go, you're a knobhead, mate. You're a knobhead. You dive today, and it's such an outlet of like all that stress of whatever's going on in your life. You go to the game with your friends, and I don't even like me and me mates don't even go for a drink on that before the game. For I, I got work obviously and stuff like that, so it's just the case we meet up, we go to the game, we go home. But like, it's still it's just like an outlet, isn't it? Of like stress, like it's just a great thing, and I think people are really it's really affecting people. On top of obviously all the other pandemic things, I'm going to burp again. Sorry, excuse me, I'm drinking a big can of Iron Brew from Home Bargain. Yeah, it's great. So yeah, yeah, it's more, just, more yeah, yeah, it's just 
it's just a real shit time, this isn't it? In, in the world, and like us getting demoted by votes from other clubs just makes it worse. Mickey going, it feels like I think I said before, but now with everything, like the, the new squad coming in and everyone, people going, it really is like the end. I tweeted it at the time. I think when Con- Connor going was the last straw, and I was like, it's the end of an era. Like that era is over now, isn't it? Like the the four oh, years, really the four years we've had of like just basically nothing but success. And like glory and good times, and yeah, basically we've got the club back on track from where we were. Um, this is like the, it's it's. I was gonna say it's a new chapter, but I wouldn't even say it's a new chapter. I would say it's a new book entirely. Like the last book is finished, and now it's like okay, new book, same title, new author, and his name's Mike Jackson. How about that for an analogy? Yeah. So yeah, so it, it feels to me like when Rob Edwards took over. I don't mean to bring it down like that. Oh, we all know it's that went, that went well. It. A lot of the players have been shipped out. It's a, pretty much a brand new squad. It's an unproven, untested sort of manager, albeit someone who knows the club and who's, you know, been is a very experienced coach, but very inexperienced in terms of managerial. It's just got that kind of feel to it, and I, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I fear the worst if I'm honest. I'm like a, a pessimist. I think we've been, especially, well, I'm like an optimist in life, but a pessimist in Tramia. But then I like to always think of it's not pessimism, it's just realism. And I just think of this, like you say, Paul, that it's brand new start. And I, I don't think the recruitment's been amazing by my. It's, it's been, we've signed some decent players, that I know. Signed some ones that I don't know anything about, so I can't really have an opinion on them. And there's a couple there that, like, the Jay Sparing one, like. He might. I've never met the man. I presume he's probably a lovely fellow. People have said he is, but like I've seen him play against us several times over the years. I've seen him play um, not against us, but though in other games, I've never been impressed by him really. And he's earned a hell of a lot of money in his career and played at a good level. But even yeah. go back to that Blackpool game, the last game before lockdown, um, he he didn't. He was one of the like bang average players on that pitch. Woodyard ran rings around him our midfield were better than him and I think me and Jake said at the time when we signed him and I said people were buzzing about it and I was like I said I, I, for me it's I wouldn't have had him and he's not looked good not that we've looked any good in, in the uh, you know the, the Preston game that we saw and the Harrogate game I, I don't think he, he looks like I don't know if someone tweeted it I think he said it looks like Stephen Jennings in his second spell Joe when he was just like He's off the pace. He's not good enough. I hope I'm wrong. I'd love, I'd love to be. I'd love him to boss the game tonight against Vale, and then boss the game on Saturday at Mansfield. But I'm just seeing. I just, I don't see it. Like I wish we'd got Woodyard. I think Woodyard's twice the player he is. So I don't know if it's age for Spearing or something. But like, I don't, I'm not just having to go with Jay Spearing here. But like, I'm with you, Paul. Like some people, like after we signed Vaughan and as the signing started, they went from like a month ago. People were going, it's a disaster, it's a disgrace, the club, what are we doing? We signed Vaughan, Spearing, Otis Khan, a few others, and I think Otis Khan's a great player, and people were suddenly going, automatic promotion, it's good, we're going to go up. It's like, you can't go, excuse me, you can't go from one extreme to the other. So I think it's going to be, I'd I'd be happy with like, just taking a bog standard, like 14th place mid-table finish this season. Yeah. Just I don't stay as far away from them, but I don't think we'll go down. I think I do think there's there's a little bit too much quality in there still. Um, and you look at the like you say the Rob Edwards team. We had, there was some diabolical footballers in that squad, wasn't there? <laughs> I mean, honestly, 
like I don't want to name names uh, or the J, um, George Donnelly, uh, but there was just it was a terrible squad. There's there's good players in the squad. There's good honest professionals. Um, and there's quality in there. So you'd like to think we're not going to be in a relegation dogfight, but I, I can't see the current squad challenging for, certainly not top three, and I can't really see us challenging for um, top seven. What are your thoughts, boys? What are you thinking of the season ahead? No, I agree. And I think I keep seeing fucking stupid pages predicting Chami Rovers top two, and I can't get me out. I can't get my head around it. I can't see where these predictions are coming from myself. I think my big worry, one, as you say, Matt, we touched on it when he signed, not just him, but I don't think the midfield's strong enough. I've, 100%. I've made my opinions 100%. clear on quite a few of them. I agree with you 100%. Um, and I just think, I, again, you touched on it before with Geno leaving, and obviously it's, it's more than just Geno leaving, what I'm about to say, but I just fear we've lost our identity in terms of, I think you can't lose your manager and over the last two years, pretty much your whole core and... The spine of the team. Have have immediate success. Don't get me wrong, we can create a new identity, but not overnight. Um, no. The old, like the Tramian Rovers, as you were saying, with the, with the Mahira, the, the back-to-back promotions that... You know, they were, they were fucking. I said it would make he could make people run through walls for him, and he'd run through walls for each other. And I think that now is gone. We well, look you know, at that and, as a. I don't think Jenna was Jenna was solely going to keep that for us, but that's why I certainly wanted to keep Mike Jackson too. Because if Mike Jackson had gone, then it was completely, completely gone, and there was nothing like who was left right. Like there was nothing rides and Scotty Davis from, wasn't it? from from what what we had, and there was a if you, I don't know if you have listened to um, the I had trials once podcast that's come out in between our last ones with, with Macha, Macha, and he doesn't touch on it, but Gareth Seddon touches on it, and it was very as a fan. I think you can look at it and say it was very true. He says about Macha and the lads they had at Fleetwood because um, he had like Jay Harris and Andy Mang. No, sorry, he didn't have Jay, but they had like Andy Mang. They had like Jay McGuire at the time. He had like a few Scouse lads. And he said, he was like, he said, there's a thing with, with you Scouse lads. He said, he's a kill for each other. Yeah, he said, just kill for each other. And I'm not saying we just need to build a team of Scousers, but if you look at all like really important players through that time, you'd say like, Jay Harris was massive for us. Bucko was massive for Macca. us. was massive, massive for Langan us. off that, the pitch. Yeah, having that core then of... <laughs> you get four or five or six lads like that. I, I always say it only takes one. It's only, it only takes one to start like a movement and to start an atmosphere. But when there's five or six of them all with that exact same attitude, because they all would... All them players, you only have to look at the Luke Garrard instance at the end of the Bournemouth Wood final. Um, with Macca all them players as soon as he sniff, they think they can sniff one little bit of animosity or a little bit of problem they will literally fight for each other and they'll fight Paul James Gold I think he was getting a compliment at the time and <laughs> Macca was about to choke on their manager just because that's what they do they look after each other they, look, I- after, it's they iconic, look after their own and they look after themselves well, you look and at- I don't know if 
have we got a squad now who all who all know each other and have all got that fight to do it? I don't know if we have them. That that's a, when the going gets tough. You need that. I just hope we've still got it in the ranks. Well, you look like you say, Jake. The spine of of that of the team that got us the two promotions. You get, you look at it, and it was Scotty Davis, Maka, Jay Addis, Nors, and all that's left is is Scotty. And um, yeah, that that's it, really, isn't it? That 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 was that was the spine through the team. And like you say, it was it's it's characters, and it's that it's you want that squad of like you say, like Nors said after the. Boring World Games so many times he was like we said before this game we'll die for each other out there that's what we have to do and they basically did to win that game so it's you're not going to be able to like you said there Jake correct like it's a brand new squad almost isn't it you're not going to instantly have that coming together and people said that about the Harrogate game they were like they look more more of a team than us it was like they're going to be because they haven't had I don't think there was much change from the team that won promotion to them was there a couple of new lads I think but they're, yeah, they're, exactly. When they, we come off the league two, we were more of a team than yeah, most of the league they, two teams. That's what I thought. I was like, they're literally in the same position we are when we come up. As in, we added a couple, didn't we? But the core team was pretty much the same as it was the team that got us promoted, and that counts for so much. Like, it's going to take. Like, you don't want to be sat near the bottom come October, do you? But it, we're not just going to click. Like, it's it's been hard to see. Like. We didn't have much of the ball in the Preston game that was live on YouTube, and like the, the Harrogate game seems to be a bit of a poor. I didn't watch the full Harrogate game either, so um, it sounds like we haven't. Like it's going to be interesting. Like, hopefully tonight we might see more of it against Vale, but then is he going to pick the first team? Is that a good decision to do? But what's our like style of play? Like he said, Jacko hasn't he? That he's got a style. He wants to play. He knows what he wants to do. It's a case of. There's, Rob Edwards said the same though, didn't he? He wanted to be a football team, but he didn't have the players. Barnes tried the same. So, what's... Uh, Danny Holmes actually said on here, didn't he, about John Barnes? And, um, what was it, Danny Holmes? Who was it who spoke about John Barnes and said, John Barnes' ideas were very, very good? Yeah, it was Danny Yeah, uh, he said, the ideas were very good. said just, he was too far ahead of the squad he had in what he wanted them to do. And as, as that's just about knowing your level. And you know, you'd like to think Jacko should should perfectly know what he's got in front of him. Well, there's a famous... Oh. I've seen people said it about um, Glenn Hoddle as a manager. Players have been like, he'd, he'd be coaching them. And and this is even like Premier League players have said it. And he'd do something. And he'd be like, this is what I want you to do. And they'd go... But you're Glenn Hoddle. Like, I can't do that pass that you've just said. Like, you're one of the greatest midfielders of all time. There's a classic video when he was at Swindon of him and John Moncair in training, and he's going, this is what he wants you to do. And he's just pinging these balls in the top bin. And then John Moncair's trying to do the same. And he and he's a good player, John Moncair, don't get me wrong. And he's just getting saved by the keeper. He's putting it over the bar. And Glenn Hoddle's just going, just do this. And he just strolls up at 30 yards out and Kale's running off the bar. And John Moncair's there with his, <laughs> his collar up, as he used to wear, just going... I can't. He's like, no, Glenn Huddle. I'm playing for Swindon here. I can't do what you're doing. So yeah. it, it is a case, Jake, and you know, you, you manage a team. It's a case of you don't ask. You, you've got to work out what your you know, your squad and what the players are capable of, and what's the best formation and best you know, way to get the best out of this squad. 
Um, and yeah, I, let's play I, to our strengths. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses. Yeah, accentuate the positives, hide the negatives. So it's a case of... I, I'm probably the same as you. I don't know enough about a lot of the players we've signed to know what the best... I'd, I'd say, for me, centre-half-wise, I'd have Clark and Ellis as my two centre-halves. But that's if we're going to play two centre-halves. Yeah, again, I don't really know anything about like, the lad who signed for... Was, we've got one from Celtic, one from... O'Connor, is it? O'Connor from Celtic, isn't it? And um, McDonald from Blackpool on loan. Yeah. I don't really know anything about him, so... And I've not really watched much of the game so far. It's it's hard to say, isn't it? I mean, Jack obviously knows the the players who have been there that he's uh, he's managed to keep on, and then presumably he's uh, you know he's recruited players that he thinks can strengthen the squad and stuff. So well, maybe yeah. we should. Uh, I'd like to think that he's he's got an idea of how. Those players are going to fit into a system that he wants to play. Well, I mean, to me, looking at the the lineups and stuff, looks like he's going to, he wants to play sort of two wide men and a and a you know a central striker and maybe someone a three man midfield and, and you know someone in the kind of the number ten position if you like. But again, I don't I don't, don't know enough of of the players that have come in to be honest to say whether that's a good decision or not. To be fair. I really like um, I really like the fact we've kept hold of Corey Blacker Taylor. Um, because I just I was just thinking then like well, obviously where you're saying about the four three three. I was about to start with saying that I was gutted we let Harvey Gilmore go going into League Two. Yeah. But I thought we'll we'll flip it into a positive because I was thinking like of all the players we've lost, there's one I really wanted to keep. Um, Corey Blacker Taylor. I've always obviously. It's, you know, I've always been a big fan of him. He used to go on about him and Hepburn Murphy. Um, but I'd, I'm hoping, and Jacko seems to be showing. I, I always saw Corey, maybe not didn't get the chances, but I always thought, he, I, I said on here he needed a run of games. Just give him, a, give him a run of games. And Jacko seems to be very pro Blacker Taylor. I think, and he, he, I think he's actually said in an interview, hasn't he, that Blacker Taylor can be huge for us this year. Um, I think he, he said vital to how he wants to set up. And that, I think that's quite exciting to hear Jasso say that because <coughs> Blacker Taylor is probably one of the most exciting wingers we've had for a long time in, in terms of just wanting to get the ball and beat a man. Um, and it's I think that he can really. Yeah, definitely. Get just to get them turning, just to well, once he gets the ball, all of a sudden the second the ball comes into his feet, the five yards deeper, the ten yards deeper, because you know where he's going, and he, he he's not going fucking backwards, is he? He's coming straight for you. Um, so I think if you look at say a potential, if you went for a four-three-three, I think the strongest would be Corey. Vaughney and Kieran Morris, which really is a great three for League Two. I think you'd have to say it was one of the strongest three front threes in League Two, and then that's with the exception of you know you've still got Morgan Ferry who can play in that and other, and other lads. Well, so, you've, um, you've got Morgan Ferry who could who can play pretty much anywhere in that three, couldn't he? He could play either side. Yeah, I think Vaughan's got to be played down the middle. Same with Payne, probably. I think. 
I think Vaughan, for me, has got to be first name on the team sheet. Do you reckon? Just a goal scorer? As I said it to you on text today, I think you need a 20-goal-a-season striker if you want to go up. Obviously, we got very, not lucky because we'd nurtured him for a while, but we, well, no, no one can take it away that a large part of the reason we come up from League 2 ever was James Norwood, for the, sheerly for the amount of goals he scored. And I think though, if there's one player in our club who's capable of scoring that many goals again, it's, it's James Vaughan. You, you, you can't. I don't think you can make an argument to say that there's someone in the club who's going to score more than James Vaughan. No, it's, it's no, yeah. I I wasn't sure when we signed Vaughan last year. At first, I thought mm. he grew into it massively. I thought yeah, and then I remember Jake because you we were um, stood next to each other when we the Blackpool game. I remember after yeah. that half time, after Vaughan scored that just on half time, the second, you said, I've never been so sure that a, one, a Tramia striker was going to score the chance as I was James Vaughan. Because we were right behind it, weren't we, on the angle? You were, and I was like, I know what you mean there. That other times, they would say, even Cookie and Nors at the, the peak. But the way you, you just, you were like, he was never going to miss that. He knew exactly what he was going to do with it. He's played at a higher level. I remember, like, there was a thread. I saw a thread on one of the Everton forums about him when he signed for us, and their fans love. They love him still. They were all said if he hadn't had bad luck with injuries, they were like, if any. They said if anything, he was too. Like, his heart was too big. They, they said he tried too hard when he was at Everton. And that's how he got injured. Do you know, like times when he maybe yeah. should have been like, I don't think he should be playing here. He's he's carrying a knock, but he he, he and he like go clattering around the pitch. So, no, I agree with you. I think he's, um, if, if we can get him firing and play to his strengths, and uh, I think he's a 20 goal, especially in League 2, he's proven he is. He's In League 1, he's a 20 goal a season guy. But it's it's that, what is yeah. the best? And then, what what about the midfield? I'll just go, I've just got our, these are the ins and outs we've done this summer. I'll do them quickly. So, in, Paul Lewis from Cambridge, midfielder. Jay Spearman from Blackpool. Otis Khan from Mansfield, three midfielders, James Vaughan from Bradford, Joe Murphy from Shrewsbury, Leo Connor from Celtic, Callum McDonald from Blackpool, and then you've got Kyle Hayde, George Nugent, uh, Jake Burton, and Walker Rice all signed um, like pro deals or extensions. Out the door, Luke Pillin, Bailey Passant, Harvey Gilmore, Perkins, Gums, Caprice, Luke McCulloch, Mullen, Connor Jennings, Bailey Thompson, uh, and then these haven't got clubs still, Neil Dans, Carl Spellman, Ishmael Miller, from, remember him, Darren Potter and Callum Woods have all departed. So that is that's a hell of a turnover. That's an entire team has left us basically, isn't it? You could put out a team with them players. Um, yeah. So Not a very good team. No, no, but uh, I I do agree, Jake. That I think the midfield that Lewis, Spearing, Khan, and Banks. I would. I know there's been rumours about Jamie Devitt, hasn't there, from Blackpool, the old Carlisle guy. I yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of him, and I think he's the type of player we need. Um, so because I think Spearing and Lewis are similar, aren't they? They're like more holding players. Khan yeah. isn't strictly a centre centre mid, is he? He's more of a number ten attacking player. Banksy's yeah. a more attack. You know what? what was that, Jake? Khan. Sorry, just before we move on to Bank. Khan. I remember watching him play against us for Mansfield when we come back into League 2 oh in that nil-nil and yeah and but he was every time knowing that there's that player and don't get me wrong obviously on the night he didn't do much but knowing there's that player where every time the ball comes into him 
and the touch is perfect and the turn's sharp and I was watching I was thinking fuck me like he looks without doing anything they just look like really good footballers I was about to say do my phrase would be you go he looks a footballer he's a footballer which sounds yeah. like, it's a mad thing to say, but you know what you mean, don't you? He, he just looks the. He's like, he's a fucking footballer. Every touch is, was spot on. Every, every turn, I say, he's really sharp. He's dynamic. He's. I just think once he come in, and again, obviously feeling so detached from it, I haven't had enough chance then to say, yes, he is or, or isn't the player I thought he was going to be. But that was one of the best feelings I've had about a signing. Uh, not obviously the best, but one of for a, for a good while. To be fair, when I see him coming, I, I text one of my mates straight away, like fucking hell, what a coup! Like, uh, the same, I, I, I was because it was so out of nowhere. Yeah, there was but no, I didn't see any rumours. No, it, and I think even Rob McNee tweeted it um, on the night, saying like, put a tweet out about when when no one sees it coming or something, and it literally hadn't been spoke about anywhere, and then. It just appeared out of nowhere, and I thought, "Fuck me, where's that? Where's that one come from?" I'll take that all day. Good player. I think he could be a big I player. So. Could really be a, he, he... a big player for us this season. Like it's as much as like I would have loved Connor to stay because I think he's proven league too. He's he's proven it. And him and Nors was like um, a great little duo, wasn't it? How many assists he got him? But I think he's a better player than Connor Jennings for me. I'm not going to start. Maybe technically, but I'm not going to start making them. Um, even I'm not going to say anything on that one yet. Let's hope that he becomes as bigger, you know, a bigger player for us as Connor Jennings was over his four years. And while, while we're on that, no, by the way, so, so we, um, just another to have another go at Paul because you know, obviously I'm always looking for any excuse to to stick the knife in. Paul Harper promised us an interview with Connor Jennings over the last few months. Um, couldn't help but notice, Paul, that Matt Jones and the Trip to the Moon podcast have had Connor Jennings on. Oh, do you know what I mean? I mean, they're podcasting every every blooming day. They are, mate. Making a bloody good living off it. I yeah, saw him the other day in the dealership. He's buying a solid gold Rolls Royce. <laughs> solid gold, Paul. Do you know how much one of them costs? Yeah, you two fifty a week or whatever it is. Do you know what? Like, as much as we made a, jo- made a joke about it last time... Um, Go and subscribe to to the Chip to the Moon podcast. They've had some great guests on, like great tramway stories, and it's just yeah. lads who've been laid off by when Radio City, the whole Radio City debacle happened, and City Talk like dying. And it's what's it's two pound fifty a week, something cheap like that. If you've obviously it's time to type, but if you've got the money there, go and support the um, Chip to the Moon tramway podcast with Matt, Matt Jones and who else is involved in the poll? Yeah, Matty Horton. Yeah, we should. Can we plug the Man Marking podcast as well? Because they've they've done some good stuff recently. Yeah, yeah. all Tranmere fans as well, good lads. Yeah, um, yeah. Go following Man and Marking underscore Man on Twitter. Yeah, I, uh, you get all the ones there. They've done a few good Tranmere ones as well. Yeah, Nigel Adley, the last one. There, I've really just said I've downloaded one to listen to when I'm on the bike tomorrow. Um, where is it? Oh no, you don't want to see my podcast list on them. Um, the Steve, I need to finish the Steve Nolte one. Actually, I've still got about twenty minutes left on that. But um, yeah, so like you know, we're we tra- will we will get Connor on at some point. I promise. What's the point now, um, mate? Old, it's old news, Paul. Everyone's listening to that. Now, well, you know, you know, Matt, that you will ask 
a, a, a whole different set of questions to him than Matty Jones did. What are you suggesting? So, so we're, we're going to get a whole bunch Who's of... Who's the longest in the shower of the Jennings brothers? That's what I want to know. You still need to sign my print as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it out. Well, don't you live... You, he lives by you, doesn't he, Paul? <laughs> I mean, he lives, he lives Manchester, where yeah. That's what I mean, he lives near you. Manchester Way is based around the corner. It so is, mate. It's like when an American... You better get this done. It's like you speak to an American, and you go, where do you live? And you go, uh, uh, in England. And you go, oh, do you know, um, do you know my, my mate Roy in London? Yeah, I do, yeah. <laughs> Small world, innit? Yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I bump into Connor every, every morning, yeah, on my way to work. On your walk down the cobbled streets to get your milk and bread <laughs> from the... Uh, the local corner shop. Corner shop. Walking yeah, through the set of Coronation Street. <laughs> Cybridge, maybe I was thinking, I, I was listening to some old pods, I don't know why, recently, you know, like, um, I think it was, again, like I'd run out of podcasts, listen to it, I was on the, the exercise bike, and I was like, listen to an old one. I might bring back my, remember my film review? That was a big hit, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I did that. Titanic, I did Jurassic Park, I did all like the big big hitters, didn't I? So I might, maybe yeah. towards the end of this, I'll. I'll, I'll like... What? Uh, sorry, um, I feel like we definitely need to bring that back. See, to be honest, Jake, me and you. Yeah, since. me and you don't. There's another see. feature as well. Oh, but Paul Jake's Harper's journey. Jake's journey and Paul Harper's ad break. Um, should we bring them yeah. all back? See. <laughs> Jake's journey this year is going to be a struggle with social distancing. <laughs> I'm behind closed doors. Do you remember that Jake's journey won? Do you remember it was, it was voted feature of the year in 2017. Like, I was aghast at the end of season party when I bought Tizer and onion <laughs> rings in and, like, little um, fondue fancies. And it was voted by the, the panel. Like yeah, feature, it beat my film review. It even beat Paul Harper's ad break. It beat that shambles of a cup draw we did using um Kinder yeah, Kinder Surprise. We drew the same team out against itself somehow. Like, how's that happen? You found that, didn't you, Paul? But I couldn't get to I wouldn't work on my phone. Yeah, yeah. It was on Periscope, wasn't it? Yeah. I'd love to watch it back. What a cup draw that was. <laughs> it was a sh- West Kirby Wasps under 10s will play. West Kirby Wasps under 10s. I've got a minute. If you could ever submit this podcast up in a cup draw, there you go. 100%. <laughs> good times. Uh, the old weekly live ones. So I was thinking, actually, I, d- I don't know if it's possible, but if we could maybe do, depending on who's available and what, maybe this season, because we're not going to be able to go to game, we could maybe do like. In, not instant, but like straight after games, we could do a little like shorter, like just twenty minutes, half hour reaction to the game and get it up. I mean, could we do them live somewhere? Like, is there a platform we could do them live on, like Facebook Live, maybe? Or um, yeah. because we tried that, didn't we? Or like Mixlr again? If you're doing short ones, we could use Mixlr. Yeah. Um, or get the t- um, TRO TRF. Uh, what, what is it? T tr- T R O S C, isn't it? Tramie Rovers official supporters club. Get them to yeah. Um, it's a fucking mouthful. That's what it is. Oh, d- <laughs> if you want to go to tag them on Twitter, you put in Tramie and they don't come up. You have to put T R O. So like you know, should have thought of that. Yeah. Maybe I could be mm-hmm. their social media man. Think they'll pay me? I'll take what? I'll take twenty nine grand a year for that. 
<laughs> yeah, because currently they're paying someone um, nothing. So I'm sure they'd, uh, they'd give you 29 grand a year. Well, dip into the budget. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if, oh, if Roman Abramovich can afford to be... Where are they? Like, they seem... Like, Chelsea just seems to be signing a new player every day at the minute. Yeah. Good players as well. Yeah. Oh, it, we should ask the, uh, the Chelsea supporters club to, to, uh, to sponsor us. See, now that now we're talking, Paul. I always... Dude, someone said to me... Like, people have said to me, they're like, why... Have you not thought about um, like doing... Uh, like making money off the Tramway podcast, I was like, I don't think it'll work. They're like, yeah, but have you not seen like the, the Anfield rap and um, this is Anfield? They've got like a million followers on Facebook and stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, because like, <laughs> we've probably got worldwide <laughs> what like fifty thousand fans, really. I was like, Liverpool have got what like thirty million or something like that. I was like, they've got a slightly <laughs> wider reach of people who want to listen. Like we're quite like in the world of like niche things. This is a very niche show, isn't it? I think there's players sorry I think there's fans from how can I word this watch what you say mm. <laughs> mm. basically our target audience is less likely to want to listen to a podcast where there's some some audiences within clubs like Liverpool and Arsenal who Absolutely, take what they read on Facebook, run with it, get it printed out, share it to the whole family, and next thing they're all telling people that Messi and Ronaldo are signing for Liverpool for three million. Yeah, that's it. Because of because of some coronavirus thing, our fans are a bit less stupid and a bit closer to the ground to know that we're not all fucking idiots. Every day in the paper, we're not getting linked with. You know, there's not some bollock story as the way the top clubs with all the fans. There's a story like every day there is something to talk about, isn't it? It's you know what's happening with Mes Ozil. Like, does he exist anymore? I presume he's been sucked into a black hole or a vortex or something because you know, and he's probably still he's in another dimension, still picking up three hundred and fifty grand a week, isn't he? Here's one, Matt. Go on. Have you ever seen Mes Ozil and coronavirus in the same room? Tell you what, Paul, he's not wrong, is he? No, not so. Good spot. Interesting. Well, well. can we? Both Jake? of them, you can't really lay a finger on. You never really know where they are. Um, what did? Uh, I, I don't know if you want to just like do a quick little of like general f- football throughout all this. And um, did you like? I I really found it really hard to get back into the, the Prem coming back, and even like the Europa League and Champions League, like you know, like, mini tournaments they turned into. I just, there was, I just, going back to the start of the pod, I just really was not. The first few Prem games, what was the first one back? Was it that Villa Sheffield United game? Was Villa Sheffield. The, the one with the goal, it was nil nil, and that goal that when the Hawkeye, they were like, yeah, basically came out and went, yeah, it wasn't actually working in the first half. And shouldn't <laughs> have been a bigger fallout over that. Like, it's, it's a bit weird. And do you know what? Same end, by the way, as John Aldridge's. But where Bosnich should have been sent off, so yeah. I think that's... Well, Villa would have gone down after they've lost that game. Yeah, they would have. And maybe so... Sheffield United have finished in European places, maybe. Well, I don't know. Yeah. But like that was what well, we I mean, um... just a terrible game. It was. I think yeah, the reason why I'm, just I'm not the same. more detached to Tranmere is that during lockdown, I didn't. I weren't really interested in English football. Mm-hmm. I've, I've reignited love with a, a lot of foreign teams. Yeah, do you know because, what? Like, like because they all come back fit first. 
Um, I just I just adapted adopted myself some um, a team for every league that come back basically. Oh, did you get because on? Because I was stuck in the house on lockdown, I just watched a lot of football of supporting new teams. Well, I I had a half of Berlin number one fan. Oh, nice kit they've got, isn't it? Mateus Cunha, what a put He's exciting to watch. I am um, what a player. Reminds me of Corey Blackett Taylor. There you go. <laughs> I I um the to do the two best teams to watch this season and I was fans of them before uh, Sassuolo and Atalanta I I actually tipped in the group stage Atalanta to win the Champions League people laughed at me because this at this point I think they had no points after three games but they came back and then in the 89th minute against PSG there I was sat there smug text the group chat going remember what I said lads I actually went back doing your search to go back and find when I predicted them in like September. And then three minutes later, when PSG had scored twice, I was like, uh, that's when, what happened. The started, fucking kiss of death. The might have kiss of death. When you started this story, because um, you, you started this story quite smug, and then you said, like, oh, with, with two minutes left of the PSG game, I was going to say, did you watch the last two minutes <laughs> of the PSG game? No, I, I turned you it off. what happened? And then when, I presume they went on to win the Champions League, because what else could have happened? <laughs> if you beat PSG, you win the Champions League. That's I, brilliant. Yeah, I presumed that the semi-final and the final were just you know irrelevant. Uh, I think I watched, I watched one of the semi, but just there's just no again. I, I've keep mentioning this like, but with no fans there and the stupid fake crowd noise. I know that sometimes you could watch with nothing, but it's just depressing. It feels like I, I turned all mine off. Yeah, but then you can't on like BT Sport, can you? It, it, like on Sky, occasionally it was like you can watch your main event or football or Premier League channel without. And I'd always, if given the choice, watch with no fake crowd noise. Cause, like, I don't know who was in charge of this, but they've obviously never watched a game of footy in their life. Like, give, give me the thing. And it's obviously it will have been just a big MIDI controller with you know like cheer, home team cheer, away team cheer, miss, bad. T- like it's not honestly, it's not odd, is it? But it was it was delayed. It was sometimes completely wrong, and just made it sound like it made it sound like. Do you remember the first like forty games on the PlayStation in like nineteen ninety five, like actual soccer, and it, they were the first ones with proper commentary and like sound noise because it was the first game on a CD, and it was atrocious. And the commentary would be like, "What a great goal for Portugal! Fresh blood is coming in for Holland," and it'd just be like. They'd record it one word and it'd make a sentence. <laughs> Just classic, like, what a great goal for the Republic of Ireland. <laughs> Corner for Norway. And this crowd noise would just be like... I think we've... Matt, I think we found our moneymaker there. Go on. <laughs> make a Facebook page where we... Joy, there are two people who do this and watch watch games, Facebook Live. Or Twitch. But we will Facebook Live. We'll overtake like talk sport doing our own live commentary of um, Corner 4. <laughs> we'll do all the big Prem games, but we'll do them in the style of Barry Davis doing Actua Soccer in 1995. <laughs> Excellent. I'll get it sorted on Facebook tonight. Imagine the Aguero moment the done like that. <laughs> what a goal for Manchester City by Sergio Aguero. Oh, glory days. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, with the cat's behind me, didn't even realise the cat's gone. I don't know if this bodes well for the podcast, but she's fucking fast asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's yeah, it says a lot. So, um, 
going to try and wrap this up by six, aren't we? So we've got 15 minutes to go. Any, like, we've said what, what we're expecting. We're expecting a bit of a slog this season and, you know, we're already out the League Cup. Didn't want to be in, do you know what? Didn't want to be in the League Cup anyway, did we? Concentrate on the League, what I say? FA But That's then it. I thought at first, I was like, oh, what if we'd got, and West Brom, wasn't it? Harrogate have got. But then I thought, yeah, there's no, there's way. literally no point getting through and getting a big, if if anything, if we got like Man U or Everton or you know, someone in this, whoever you could get in the second round, I'd be annoyed at it because I'd be like, we can't go. And it's not like you get, yeah. you're not going to get a, you a bump. Gate yeah, you're not going to get a bumper gate. You might get a bit of money for it being on the telly, maybe. But like, it's not. Yeah. If we imagine, like, after all these years, we got like Liverpool away or Man U, Man U away, a big away, and be like, fuck off. <laughs> like, what's the point? <laughs> what is the point? Yeah. It's going to be like hopefully by like, who knows when this is going to be over. But honestly, some people have been like, I can't like last week. I can't wait for that first game back this season. And then some people have been like, can't wait for that first game back at Pretton Park. See what I can't wait for? When it's back to normal and I can go to an away game. And I bump into Jake in the queue for a pie. And he doesn't impress. Like, And we're just, oh, you know. And we're just there. It's freezing fucking cold in February. I've got 15 layers on and it's blowing a gale. And you're like, how is there a wind inside this stand, the Blackpool? <laughs> we are enclosed in the stadium and yet it's blowing a gale. Like, it's like, are you in a cartoon? <laughs> I can feel rain. Yeah, you're in a cartoon where like there's just a cloud of rain following someone around, and like the Tasmanian Devil going. It just felt like that, didn't it? But like, just that, that away, just driving to, or just being able to decide, go, let's go to this away, let's drive. I'll dr- I'll drive at midday on a Saturday and drive to Accrington and go to the game. Just it seems like a life. It seems like Donnelly done it like a different lifetime going to them ways. And I was, I was lucky. I went to them. I went to those three away games. So I'm still upset that Rochdale away got cancelled. Uh, well, it was on. It was also pa- would have got a result relegation done, and that's what ever happened. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff like that, and when you look back and go like, uh, was, did we have a home game called off? That if we'd have played that, was there a home game called off because of the pitch? I think there was, wasn't there? Yeah, as well. Ah, the Fleetwood game. Yeah, everyone's favourite second team, Fleetwood. Yeah, so we should talk about the pitch. Of course, yeah, the pitch looks pretty fucking sound, doesn't it now? Yeah. Oh yeah, great. Twelve months enough for uh, Liverpool ladies to still be playing. Oh, oh, do you know what we should? So, so proud, Paul, to be um, for them to use our pitch and put their their flag. We are Liverpool. Yeah, we are, oh, mate. We are. It means more, mate. Don't it, mate? Hey, mate. Redmen up the Redmen, mate. How many, out six times we've won the, the you know six times how many times we, 19 times mate we've won the uh, won the league mate did you know that mate hey red up the red men fuck off Ugh. you know what right I think let them be there the, if they're going to pay money but you've got to draw the line and covering the ground in Liverpool the outside of the ground in Liverpool flags when there can be no fans there anyway I was about to say like, that have you not? Has uh, Palios just sort of sold us down the river there for? Surely they're not paying any extra to have them little flags outside the ground. Like you say, what's like, the point? There's no Liverpool just, fans coming. Yeah, there's got to be a point where you say, "No, we're not fucking Liverpool." Like you're all hiring our ground. Thanks for the money, but piss off. Bear in mind, like, Jake, how much of a fucking fuss they kicked up last year because of the state of the pitch. 
moaning mm. the manager basically moaned they got relegated by the way so you know tough fucking luck so did we but <laughs> we got demoted and they moaned I basically blaming the pitch I saying do him I would like it if Palios had like forced a public apology out of them before before that because I was actually thinking of this yesterday maybe of that ever the manager's comments and they were absolutely terrible to times of it and she was going on about how everything at Chester's so much better. So what what are you fucking back for then? Yeah. If everything's so much better go to at Diva, Chester. Go to Diva then. Yeah, stay there. If it was that much better. Well, like, do you know what? Play a fucking Anfield. You are Liverpool, aren't you? Like, if you want the women's games to be taken seriously, play your home games at your stadium. Or they've got, like, fucking... The academy play games at Melwood, don't they? Like, on there's, like, a full pitch with, like, a little stand there that are on Liverpool TV. And they've just got that new massive training facility. Is it in Kirby? That's op- aren't they there now, I think, because Melwood's yeah. getting, like, knocked down off phased into something else. Yeah. Like, if they not... And do you know what? I've been there to watch him. Um... It was a few years back to watch Mitchell play. At Melwood. It would have been tramming under-16s. And the facilities are fantastic. Oh, I, mean, I went there about I, 10 years you know ago. What? It was There's unreal. About six, seven pitches. And the facilities are fantastic. So, there shouldn't really be an issue with them being there. I remember... Uh, I said, the, their crowds aren't exactly... The crowd numbers aren't through the roof. There's nothing stopping them having... And if there was, say, the, the women's Merseyside derby... Could you not just stick that Anfield or thingy like you do with the um, yeah, so like, like you do with the under eighteen when they play? They like, go in there every now and then for a derby. The, so what's the difference? Yeah, the big games, for one game a season. So like you might use your Everton's Man City for them to come and pay the money, but treat us with a bit of respect. We're not just fucking. Well, I feel like the club are just getting a bit mugged off with it. With them banners, it's just a banner. It's a banner got to me. Really well, got to me, to be honest. Do you remember, Jake? Like after the. Um, I think, I think it was after the Borden Wood game, the Anfield rap wrote a column um, on us coming up. I think he'd gone the game or something like that, and wrote this little column. I spoke about it at the time. It, well, it might have been last year, the after one of the promotions, and he wrote this article, and it was the most condescending. Like you've never seen it. It was like, oh, do you know what? They, they actually. They have, do you know how to have a good time, the charming fans and stuff like that? And it was like, it's nice to see them have their moments. And it was like, oh, listen here, mate, what the fuck have you, like, at this time, it was, you know, they hadn't won the Champions League two It must have been two years ago. But, and I was just like, who the fuck are you used to be, like, talking to us like this? Like, you, you just do me head in. It was such an arrogant, ignorant article of, like, lower league football. And it just, honestly, does me head in. I'm not a fan of them. I don't know if you can tell through the last like four years of podcasts that um, I'm not the biggest fan of Liverpool Football Club and their, their no. militant fan base. It's like the Brexit, mate. The, or it's like the pro-Trump Yanks who were just like mm-hmm. nutters, and they'll just like they could do anything. They could murder your whole family. Like Liverpool, <laughs> I don't know how Liverpool Football Club are murdering my family, but they'll find a way, and they'll just be like, ah, oh, no, and there's oh. I, don't, I know that like Twitter, like football Twitter, and even Tramia Twitter's got some weirdos, hasn't it? I'm sure, like sure, who just like the most bizarre opinions. You know what I mean? Paul and Paul Harper. Oh god, at Paul Harper on eighty two, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're funny. you're quite forthright, and you're you're, you're pro Trump, aren't you? You believe <laughs> the right to bear arms? Not talking politics with you. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Harper's political podcast will be coming up straight after this, folks, on the uh, podcast network. Shall we then? Shall anyway. we? The grass is green, isn't it? 
it is, mate. It's it's fucking nice the pitch. Hopefully, we'll play some good oh, football. Fantastic, absolutely beautiful. I've seen some pitches in my time, but that's honestly it's in my top three hundred by far. Um, shall we start wrapping it up? Because like Paul, you're supposed to be going out for dinner with the missus, aren't you? Yeah. My missus being from work soon. I'm supposed to be barbecuing us some chicken and veg. Jake, uh, aren't you, are you still renovating your house? Mine's dead under the pastel. Ah, uh, Brookside, the classic. <laughs> Finally, no, I um, mine is actually texting me mid podcast saying we 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 went on holiday. We come back today. Oh, where'd you go? And she in um, Portugal, but she said that um, we need to do a food shop this morning. And I've had other stuff to do and then come in and done this. And I've had a text during this because she sat downstairs saying, just, we need to do a food shop. Not like, no kiss, no, um, you know, no, no smiley face. Uh, it was a very passive aggressive text. Yeah. Well, I feel like as soon as I come off this, I am going to have to put my shoes on and go and do a food shop. It's mad, isn't it? How like they managed to somehow get across the aggression in just a text message that you can like almost yeah. you're like fucking hell that's a bit much like even though it just says <laughs> we need to do a food shop and you're like I'm feeling really threatened by it yeah your phone's like red hot and it's just like shaking with anger great isn't it <laughs> shall we shall we finish then by bringing back three great feet I mean we should Paul do you want to do Paul Harper's ad break first and, and say thanks I've to you I've got no it's like no but you have you need to um, supporters club let's say thanks to you for it okay yeah yeah let me do the jingle give us the and, intro uh, uh, now folks coming up is Paul bringing back one of the best features from the old days of the podcast it is Paul Harper's ad break thank you Matt uh, right yeah we're sponsored by the Chami Rovers Fisher Sports Club uh, so massive thank you to them um, you can get your memberships right now tramirovesosc.co.uk is their website it's a tenner for adults I think it's still free isn't it for kids might be, a, fi- might be a fiver but you, you get the kids pack you get all the different stuff to the adult pack I think don't you yeah so there's, there's goodie bags and badges and all the rest of it um, so yeah we're, we're worth doing support the, uh, the sports, sports club uh, which is supporting the club as well so yeah, massive thank you to them for supporting us for another season. That was Paul Harper's art break. Okay, now um, we're going to bring back... Uh, I think Jake did the jingle for Jake's journey, didn't you? I don't know. I don't think I, I, I ever got a jingle. I, I think I'm the only... Me and um, the Holmes family and Misha, who um, voted me as the winner, deserve it, by the way. Yeah, well... The only four people on the planet who ever really appreciated this, so I don't think I got a jingle. Well, but, um, how was your journey home from journey, right? your journey home from Portugal? I'll tell you this: no, if if you can ignore the pandemic, great time to fly. Not many people on flights. <laughs> it was four of us, and we had a whole row each. What? Great time to fly. Say the plane holds, I don't know, thirty-five rows of six. Do the math. So how many that is? Anyway. Um, there was about 40 people on the plane. Sorry? So everyone on the plane had like a whole row each. It was great. Fantastic. Did you get food on it? Did he still come around like saying, do you want like a sandwich and that? Oh, that, that's a problem. The hot, there was no hot food. Um, you could get like a selections, butty. Selections were a lot more limited. And they do they do ask you to wear a mask when you're not eating, which is a bit frust- not, not frustrating. But 
you know, you'd rather not have one on. Yeah, it's not. I don't like where it's not comfortable. Is it like but you do it? No, because, it's not comfortable. Like you, you're going, you'll have to do it in a minute when you go to the food shop. Where are you going, by the way? As I think. What on the Woody? Yeah, I'll be driving. Shock. Well, do you know what? Let, on the next episode, we can do Jake's. Let us know how the journey went <laughs> on there. Well, maybe do a tweet straight after this because, like, well, I'll try to get this podcast up. Um, probably won't do it because I don't want to put it up before the game tonight, do we? But I'll put it up after or like first thing tomorrow. But then maybe do a tweet because obviously, we'll when we're plugging this podcast, that we like the three of your favorite features of all time are coming back. <laughs> Paul Harper's outbreak, Jake's journey, and Matt's film review. Like, it's going to be great, isn't it? So, so, um, to plug this, would you like me to crash on Noise Wednesday? If you could, or <laughs> if you could make sure someone runs into a stop sign, like the, the, the first ever episode of Jake's journey. Um, that was, wasn't it? <laughs> what a memory. What a memory. Uh, wipe them out, that stop sign. Every time like I... I, I no one stopped to help them because we were all late for the game. Every time <laughs> I, I see that Ben Follick goal. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, bless him. Fucking hell, I hope he's survived. I've never bothered to check. <laughs> no, no one bothered. Probably still lying there and woken. So uh, it's um <laughs> trampled on. <laughs> it's um I believe Paul deliberately kicked him as we went past. Oh Paul put Paul put the, the Paul put the boot in hundred percent. Any excuse any excuse you see someone on the floor, put the boot in the yeah, right in the yeah. ribs. Try and you know, crack try and crack one of his ribs. You know, just it's Paul yeah. it's Paul Harper, the man, isn't it? That's a mark of the man. Get him while he's down, Paul. Yeah, make sure not to leave a footprint on him, though, so he can't come back to him. Probably did it in your shoes. Put your shoes on to do it, so you're... Oh, that's, the kind, that's the kind of guy we're dealing with, people. Um, speaking of scumbags, uh, my film review. Um, I'm trying to think what films I've watched recently. Do you know what I'll do? Um, I'll do my... Have you ever seen My Cousin Vinny? No. Oh, no, what? after this, though. What? So we won't need to after this. Oh, you won't, mate. It's it's got Joe Pesci in it, um, fresh off of Goodfellas and Casino, and um, it's got Mar- Marissa. Are you familiar with Marissa Tomei? No. Oh, what are you messing? One of the most attractive women of all time, and in this, she's like twenty-five. She won a, a fucking Oscar for this, the best supporting actress, and she's um, she does like she's from New York, but in this, she does the most exaggerated New York accent. It's fantastic. Um, let me think what happens in it. A uh, couple of guys, the guy who plays the karate kid, um, get into a bit of a scrape in a small town in America, Paul. Uh, people think they've, I mean, for a light-hearted film, they think they've fucking shot dead like a, a petrol station guy. Um, they didn't. Uh, Joe Pesci turns up. He has a bit of bother with an owl. Um, people don't like him. Uh, his suit gets dirty. He has to rent a stupid suit from the shop because it's a small town. He can't buy a suit. Um, case goes badly then it goes well uh, one of the other lawyers has got a speech impediment and a stutter that's not good um, they get away with it because uh, they're not guilty because Marissa Tomei knows stuff about cars um, Joe Pesci swears a lot says what the fuck again doesn't really doesn't like this owl that keeps honking his little owl mouth um, everyone lives happily ever after they drive off in like a really nice like convertible car I'd give it Six and a half squirrels out of nine. That was Matt's, Matt's film review. Not as good as Titanic or Jurassic Park. No. Not the, not the remakes you invented. Well, what, what? Do you mean the one where 
my Jurassic Park the, the Titanic crossover film that I still yeah, can't. Yeah. If people don't remember it, it was a film where the plot was either going to be the Titanic crashes into the island of Jurassic Park after it's been left, um, or there's loads of dinosaurs on the Titanic, and that's what caused it to crash. Or option three, which is the popular one, is um, oh, and uh, Tasha just walked in, probably because she's so happy about these films getting made. Option three is that um, there's loads of little mini Titanics running around the Jurassic Park island killing people. So, get in touch if, 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 if like, anyone at any film... <laughs> any, Can we just keep, keep that in? Oh, for God's sake. Uh, if any film studios are listening, um, get in touch if you want to do any of them. You know, Sci-Fi Channel, like, or the Horror Channel, or anyone. Um, you know, you could call it um, The Revenge of the Titanic, Jurassic Titanic. Um, I haven't thought the name. We, we need to get Tashi's, Tashi's comment into the uh, into the intros. I reckon. What for God's sake! I wonder if I can get. Do you know I can get? Oh, my cat's gone now as well. Do you know what? Again, saying that my cat was fast asleep um, throughout the podcast. The moment I've started talking about my Titanic Jurassic Park film, um, she's just left. Like, as in, I can't even listen. To it. I've, got an, I've already got an update on Jake's journey. Go on. Just moved downstairs, and um, the woman's fed herself. Not me, just not me, just herself. The arrogance, so, Jake. The arrogance. I, um, I think the food shop's off, or I'll end up getting sent on my own. But you've got to come back next week to find out. Oh, right. The woman clearly wasn't impressed with. That's what it's all about. A genuine cliffhanger. And I tell you what, there's my next film review. Have you ever seen the film Cliffhanger with Stallone? <laughs> Well, we'll wait next time. I'll do a bonus quick one now, cliffhanger. Tell you what, mate, someone falls off a, a cliff um, and then Sloan turns up and he nearly falls off the cliff, but he doesn't, like, so that's it. I'd give that two and a half squirrels out of nine. That was good, clearly. Watch My Cousin Vinny before cliffhanger. Yeah, so, I don't know, right. well, if, I, if I can do a quick, like... Um, basically, desperate plea for any Trammy fans who can help me out. That like the like yeah, night, yeah, nightclubs still aren't open. Um, I got my last self-employed scheme money la- uh, for June, July, and August. So I am now the, still the nightclub isn't open. And even if it does open, like I will not be on anywhere near full pay. They'll probably be whatever. So if anyone has like it sounds desperate, like but I'm in that situation. I'm going to try and, if anyone can help me, like, get on a course to train up as an open reach engineer or something like that, I'm looking at that as an option, starting a new career at 35. Or if anyone's got, like, any sort of, like, work at all that like, could help me out with getting such at my ear on Twitter, anything even to keep me ticking over till clubs can reopen, because, like, it's grim times. And, like, I know that trying your Twitter can be a great place, and I've had, you know, I, I'm sure that use of any time we've needed, even it was little things like tickets and stuff, wasn't it? Like people like to help out, and I know there's a lot of Trammy fans. Like, there's some really good people out there, um, present company accepted. Um, so if anyone can like throw me a bone of any type um, over the coming weeks, you know, hopefully maybe I'll get a message saying, "Oh, club can reopen um, in the next couple of weeks," which hopefully will happen. But um, who knows? But if anyone has got, you know. Don't give me one out of pity, like, well, who knows if you can. Or, you know what, sack Paul Harper and I'll take his job. Thanks. Well, Paul, yeah, you've got to look after them. It's a great way to end. You've got to look after them one, haven't you? 
So, I'll tell you what, final one then before the first league game on Saturday. Position we're going to finish in? 18th. 18th? Yeah. 11th. I'm going to say 16th. On oh, no, a 14th? I said 14th. 14th, I'll take. So, and anything above 18th is a bonus. Anything not relegated, mate, but I don't want to be near the bottom two. Just one last thing. Yeah, go on. And then this is definitely the last thing. Because I've just said 11th. Anyone still listening, go and watch um, Scottish Voice Activated Lift. Put that in Google, it'll come up. Scottish so Voice Activated Lift? Yeah. It, put that in YouTube, it'll come up. Is that the name? Sounds like the name of um, same the name of an album by like Jarvis Cocker and Paul. It's from it's from a um, series, but I can't think what it's called now. But honestly, it's the best few minutes of your life. Scottish voice activated lift. Yeah, there's a little one for all you Dundee United fans and the Dode uh, Fox podcast. Uh, if, if you're listening to this, oh, you'll really enjoy it. Great, paid a favour, I'll, I'll send the link in our group in a minute. I look forward to it. But that was uh, this is Tramia the uh, September. It's probably the season season preview, is it? Season preview. Yeah. yeah. Even though we've not talked to any football. And even though we've played a game, like last year. And we've done this last two years now. We've done the pre-season one before the actual season starts. Or like, the season has started yes, by the time we do the pre-season preview. Yeah, but like, the season hasn't really started. It hasn't, like, mate. season starts crazy. on Saturday, mate, when we can tune in on iFollow and watch us play Mansfield away with no fans in the stadium. Indeed, indeed. Great. Paul, I'll let you get off and go and take your lovely missus for a meal. I hope you're paying. Yeah. Where are you going? Absolutely. I have no idea, but we'll find somewhere. You don't strike me as a Nando's kind of guy. No, definitely not. Maybe go Italian. Should we just go in the pub? Oh, pub food. Mm. Go to a Green King one, mate. Keep it cheerful. Yeah. Got a mate, my mate there gets 50% off in Green King pubs. Well, I think they're still doing this 50% thing, so... In certain places, isn't it, yeah? There, there is a reason why I'm taking them out tonight and not Friday. Why? Because of the 50% thing. Oh, because they're still carrying on for this. We went almost famous mm-hmm. in Liverpool, did it for one last night, yesterday, and we went over, and it was tasty. Mm-hmm. £10 for a burger, chips, wings, and a drink. Nice. Yes, please. Very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. That was turned into our pre-season preview, even though we've already been knocked out the League Cup. Um, I'd say back the lads, but, like, you know, do what you can, you know. Um, watch it on iFollow. Just, you know, would you say, like, tweet the players, tweet the club. I think that's what they're trying to get people to do, aren't they? And they're going to try and show messages. Um, Just, you know, who knows knows what this season's going to give us? I honestly haven't got a clue. I think 14th. Jake thinks 11th, Paul thinks 18th. Who knows? We could bloody fucking win the league. I've not got a clue what's going to happen. Let's hope the team can gel. Get behind Jacko. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's been on this journey with us for the last four years. He deserves his opportunity. Let's hope we can um, play some good football and just you know maybe bring us some you know smiles and enjoyment in this absolute shit of a world that we're living in at the minute. So yeah, keep smiling, everyone. Yeah, things will get better. Things will get better, hopefully. They can't get any worse. Yeah, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, it's sun's out here in Birkenhead, Paul. This is Tramia, at Matt Hibbert, at PollArp82, at JKOWH, and uh, we'll be back sometime in the near future, hopefully. Yep. Suadami!